everyone. So welcome to episode one of the Metamorphosis Track Project podcast. Bit of a mouthful, but um, this is something that I've wanted to be wanted to be doing for the last couple of years, actually. And um, I guess one of the silver linings of the current global climate is that um, now I've got the time and the ability to put the effort into something like this little creative project. Uh, and if you ever had plans to write a book or learn the guitar and you don't take it up right now, then uh, I think it's unlikely that you ever will. So for those of you who are in a similar position to I, who have wanted to undertake something creative um, or a project base, then now is the time. So this podcast going forward, it's hard to predict what, what content is going to be here, but essentially I want to give the platforms to athletes, coaches, uh, members, members of the Australian track and field community and give them a platform to discuss topics, to discuss ideas, to share on their experience um, in the hope that we can better the standard of uh, practice in Australian track and field to learn, hopefully to have fun for both myself and the athletes or coaches, whoever's coming on and for the listeners as well. So um, with all that said, I thought I would dive straight into episode one. Uh, episode one, I'm going to do by myself uh, just as a bit of a test, but over the coming weeks, I've already got some really cool and groovy guests to chat with. So episode one, um, I'm sure you're already flooded with COVID-19 uh, topics and discussion, but it's topical and it's something I've been constantly thinking about as m many of you probably have too, but yeah, recommendations for athletes and coaches dealing with the COVID-19 world. I should preface this with the fact that I'm recording this out of Sydney, Australia, and currently what's happening here is very different to what's happening in other parts of the world. COVID-19 world, I guess you could call it, uh, is different now than it was last week. And I'm sure over the coming weeks, it's going to change rapidly as well. So I hope that these recommendations are a little bit more timeless um, and uh, universal. Uh, and I hope that they age well. Anyway, here we go. I've got eight recommendations. Four of them a bit reflective in nature. Four of them pragmatic that you can actually apply yourself. So I'll start with the reflective and then you can take away my little golden tidbits later on. So the first recommendation that I give is that I think we need to acknowledge the fact that the season is over, that you need to let it go. So many people were sort of training in limbo um, when they didn't know nationals are on, whether the Olympics were happening. But I think we need to acknowledge that it's over. And with that, we need to surrender our egos as athletes. Um, I think you should acknowledge the hard work that you've put into the season. Uh, myself, I was in Germany over the winter, just running by myself in sub-zero degrees some, uh, sometime, people training full-time as athletes. And to be stripped of the opportunity to compete at the highest level is tragic. However, if you do have the opportunity to devote numerous hours a week into training, you're in a very privileged position. Currently, there are people dying. There are people losing jobs. Uh, people, you know, in Italy, China, Iran have spent weeks on end now uh, in draconian lockdown where they can't leave the house. They haven't seen sunlight maybe. And so um, if you have the opportunity to train as much as you do to perform at the highest level, I think you need to acknowledge the fact that you're privileged and that this whole experience isn't about you. 
it's not about athletics, it's not about sport, and it's something far greater. Um, then maybe right now it might be important to acknowledge that sport is not an essential part of society and that it's really a luxury. It's entertainment. And so even if it makes you happy, it's not essential. Um, so if you're listening to this, you're in a very good position. Uh, I watched Life of Brian last night um, and the closing clip where they're singing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life is never more applicable to those who have the opportunity to train uh, as, much as, <laughs> as much as I can, as much as professional athletes can. So um, acknowledge the fact the season's over, let it go. Do not look at your position as worse <laughs> uh, because you do not have the opportunity to run over hurdles or you don't have the opportunity to jump in a sandpit. Uh, people are doing it far worse than you are. Um, and just align what you do with what's going on in the world. Recommendation number one, pretty heavy. Recommendation number two is to assess where you stand in your sport, assess your role in the sport. Um, so a few years ago, I didn't really know where I stood in the sport because I'm actually a very average runner. Uh, I can barely qualify for nationals. Uh, I'm 25 years old now. And so it's like, why am I doing this? Obviously, I love it. I'm putting a lot of time into it. Um, and so when I started asking myself these questions, I kind of was able to figure out where my source of happiness came from, what I can do for the sport, what I can do for others. So when you assess your role in the sport, you know, are you a high performer and what comes with that role? Uh, are you a role model to others? Uh, are you sending out the right messages uh, through things like social media if you have a big following, which most really good athletes do? Um, start to acknowledge the fact that uh, in sport, I guess, is more than just sport. It's social. Uh, it's highly impactful on society, even if I did just say it's not essential. So... Figure out where you stand, why you're doing the sport, essentially, uh, and what it's doing for others. Third recommendation, rec uh, reflect on your practice. So you could look at this uh, quite immediately. Like, how did your most recent season go? And some of the questions that I have as well are like, was the preparation adequate? Uh, what regrets do you have about the most recent season? And I think often uh, I hear people say like, oh, what? what do you regret about X, Y, Z? And people are like, oh, regret nothing. You know, I love the person I am today. And I think it's a bit of a cop out of an answer because I think it's okay to have regrets and still to love yourself and be happy with what you did. So um, things can always improve. What regrets did you have? Be honest with yourself. How many weeks of the year did you spend sick or injured? Uh, is a huge one. Um, and then I think... Now, while we don't have competition, competition doesn't even have a date. We don't know when it's going to be available. Most of the tracks in Australia are closed. Time to ask yourself the big questions. Um, I think asking yourself these questions right now, it's far more productive. You'll, uh, it'll better yourself going forward rather than to continue training um, without giving yourself direction and you're just running around like a headless chook. As a part of this as well, you can sort of, with the reflection on your practice, maybe venture into some form of education on practice. Talk to your coach about and upskill your knowledge. Um, watch lots of YouTube. Watch a ton of YouTube. I'm not talking about uh, these speed experts or dingbats like myself. 
But watch what the best do. Watch what how Usain Bolt runs. Understand the nuances of your sport. Understand how the best long jumpers jump. Fixate on a particular technical cue and really understand your sport. Write it all down as well. Write down your reflections. Best way to internalize it. Uh, here's when things start to get a little bit pragmatic. Uh, recommendation number four, be patient right now. So if you have a diligent coach, um, they've probably written up a plan or they've got a good idea of how they want to structure, structure the, your upcoming season. So myself, this is going to be my first year of training a squad and not just myself. And so I've got the year laid out and I've got the first, the, the fine details of the first eight weeks of training written. Um, and I've given them all the first four. And now it'd be quite easy for me to just say, here's the first four weeks of training. Let's go get it. Uh, you guys do it yourself. Report back to me while we'll I have conversations frequently. But um, I think that, I, I just don't think it's wise and I don't think it's very flexible because um, right now in Australia, we can still go outside. We can go to the park. We can run. Um, people are still playing around on gym equipment, all those sort of things. We just don't really know what's going to happen going forward. So in two weeks' time, we could be in full lockdown for all I know. And then it's like, okay, well, we've completed a block of training. We now go into lockdown for four to six weeks and we've lost those adaptations. And now we've exhausted those adaptations for when we re-enter a preseason. So uh, I would say be patient. Uh, if you haven't had a rest in a long time, rest. Uh, just keep generally fit. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have months and Ronnie Coleman months off the gym and they're, and they're, I mean, you may not take that much out of the bodybuilding world, but literally their entire sport, if you want to call it that, uh, is based around being in the gym. So do, do not be afraid of losing everything. I would be more afraid of exhausting adaptations than losing everything. Also, I'd recognize the fact that I think a lot of people are dealing with a ton of anxiety at the moment. So uh, maybe it's just not the ideal environment to adapt to stimulus. Uh, fifth recommendation. Here's when things get a little bit more pragmatic, but I think now it's time, a good opportunity to round yourself out as an athlete. So I train as a sprinter. So some of the things which I've, you know, as a sprinter, I want to devote a lot of my time to becoming very fast in linear running, uh, super strong anaerobically, powerful, explosive, all these things. I dedicate all my time to those important qualities. And so there are other really important qualities as well. Um, but this, during the season, I just don't really have the time or the energy to, to deal with it. And you can only adapt to so many things at once. So as a sprinter, cardiovascular system can just be dealt with home body weight circuits or something like that. Lateral rotational strength, mobility. I've been dabbling in a little bit of a parkour myself. It's like plyometric in itself. Extensive plyometrics, which you can just do through the ankle. Uh, yoga. How about skills? Like uh, picking up a basketball for the first time and learning, teaching yourself how to shoot, how to kick a soccer ball. Uh, and finally, just exhaust all adaptations from bodyweight exercises. Uh, I think doing like isometric holds has been a massive changer for me this year. And that's something that I'll be talking about later. Um, so although hyper-specialization is essential for top 
level performance, especially in track and field, where you you just have one, you have one uh, discipline to perfect. If you can widen your the base of your pyramid right now, the apex might be a little bit higher. Recommendation uh, number six would be to bulletproof your environment. Uh, I uh, I would recommend just create a small group of people with whom you're seeing person. So maybe just family, uh, maybe a partner. Some people will still see their coach, although I'm not don't really know if I'm a fan of it because it's like who we, who's your coach seeing, who are your training partners seeing um, on a weekly basis. So bulletproof your environment, create a small circle. You see. Other than that, uh, explore the environment around you. So at the moment in Australia, we can still go outside. So maybe check out what parks you have nearby um, and look at things like basketball courts, hills, cement blocks, trees, really good grass. Um, awesome, you know, because it might even bulletproof your environment for later on. What happens if you become really busy at work, you can't get to the track. Now you know that you've got this great hill nearby. You can do that instead and can fit around your life. It's creating more flexible, more robust program. Um, and then at home, what equipment can you salvage? You know, you can do so much with body weight, uh, with chairs, towels, couches, all these sort of things. But can you like find a crappy Kmart barbell and 50, 60 kilos of the, the plates, something like that. So cement your, cement your uh, bulletproof your environment. Recommendation number seven is to explore different music. Now, music is pretty important for a lot of people in the training uh, environment. I haven't been that big into music for like a year, but at some point last year, I started dabbling in disco. And then, which sounds pretty weird, but my mum, uh, the other day, the NBA Instagram just had a DJ, live DJing on their story. And he was just playing all these disco bangers. And my mum had seemingly so much energy when doing her workout. She was grooving one of my favorite, you know, fitness YouTubers, Eric Bugenhagen. He's a big death metal guy. He got hurt during his rehabilitation, everything like that. I just noticed he started listening to heaps of uh, royalty-free disco music. So I think it can play like just a massive role in um, in your training. So while you don't have the urgency, while you're probably going to be by yourself a bit, maybe explore different genres of music. Uh, and see how it has an effect on on your mood, on your training, um, whether it helps you train angry, relaxed. I'm not sure. I think as athletes, we can sort of get into the routine of just sticking to the one type of music or the one way of training or the one mindset of going about things. But maybe it's time to just think outside the box a little bit uh, and see if you can find a more positive environment to train in. My final recommendation um, Maybe it's a good opportunity to get into meditation. Uh, meditation looks different for everyone. I'm no expert. A lot of people love um, the apps and stuff. And I think that's awesome. Uh, and maybe it's a good place to start. And I think that if you're able to meditate right now, it's really, it could really help you down the track as an athlete. Like, can you switch off at the moment in this time of stress? Like I looked at my phone use this week and it was up 25% because I've just been at home all the time. So I'd like to bring that back down a tad. Um, switch off without just being constantly bombarded with stimulus. Uh, you know, in, during that, it can assist in your reflection towards how your headspace is in a training and competitive environment. Is it positive? And furthermore, 
for athletic and performing performance sort of outcomes, can you manipulate it to your advantage in the future? Uh, can you like learn to switch off after a semi before going in and then rebooting and going for a final? Can you switch off and actually get a good night of sleep for an important day? These are all sort of very important things which you can learn now and have great benefits later on. All right, so those are my eight recommendations. I'll summarize it again. Knowledge that the season is finished. Assess your role in the sport. Reflect on your practice. Uh, be patient. Round yourself out as an athlete. Bulletproof your environment. Uh, dabble in different music. And try meditation. I hope you enjoyed uh, the first episode of the Metamorphosis Track Project. If uh, you like it, let me know. Thanks, guys.